At my roots, I'm a nerd. <laughs> All right, and like maybe you already thought that about me, but like, like in my in my soul, I'm a nerd. I'm into I'm into details. I'm into policy. I'm into the specifics of how change works. And today is one of those episodes where I want to get nerdy. I want to talk really specifically about the Atlanta mayoral race. And 98% of you are in Atlanta, but using this race as an illustration is going to help me make a bigger point on how we choose who represents us locally and how we change the way we think about public safety. Let me unpack and explain. I want to dig in. It's going to be interesting. Let's have a nerdy episode, a nerdy conversation about what makes us safe and how I think Atlanta, in a lot of ways, is about to get it wrong. Let's dig in. This is Sean King, and you are listening to The the, the Breakdown. The Breakdown. The Breakdown. There are some things in life that I just like to pick out for myself, so I know I've got the one that's best for me. What if you could do the same thing for hiring? Just choose your ideal candidate before they even apply. That's where ZipRecruiter's feature Invite to Apply comes in. It gives you the power to pick your favorites from top candidates all over the world. And when you post a job on ZipRecruiter, they send you the most qualified people for your job, then you can easily review the candidates and invite your top choices to apply for that job. I've used it. I love it. And I love ZipRecruiter. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash Sean. That's S-H-A-U-N. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Sean. S-H-A-U-N. Go now. ZipRecruiter.com slash Sean and start hiring today. If you find a great hire, let me know. I've got so much to say here, and I need to start out by saying, I love Atlanta. That's not because I'm about to diss Atlanta. I love Atlanta. I lived in Atlanta for almost 20 years. I moved there when I was just 17 years old to go to Morehouse. Uh, you know, three of our kids were born there. Uh, I got married there. It's where I became a man. And in so many ways, uh, Atlanta made me. Uh, my mother and other family members now live there. And uh, and it's home for me. And so even when I've moved to California and have moved to New York, in so many ways, my whole family sees Atlanta as home. And when we go uh, when we go back to Atlanta, it's like we're going home. And I, I said that because I follow Atlanta politics religiously. Uh, I read the newspaper there every single day. Even though I haven't lived there in 10 years, 
Uh, I follow all the local news, all the local blogs, all of local politics. And uh, and way, way back in the day, uh, I dreamed of being involved in local politics back in Atlanta. And I don't know if I'll ever move back to the city or if that's, you know, a, a, a pipe dream. Now, I'm, I'm, it's not it's not on my priority list at this point. It's not where I am in life, but. I see the city doing something that doesn't look problematic, but actually is. And I understand it and I have, I have sympathy for it. And I I have recommended, I'm not sure what episode this is of the podcast. Like, you know, we're, we're deep into the 500s at this point. I've recommended this book, I think, more than any other book on on this podcast since we first launched years ago. I want you to purchase, if you have not purchased, and if you have, but you just haven't read it, I need you to purchase and read the book Locking Up Our Own by James Foreman Jr. Locking Up Our Own by James Foreman Jr. It's a brilliant book. And it really is about how during the period of time that we now often call the crack epidemic of the late 80s and early 90s, that during that period in inner cities across America, including in Atlanta, but um, James Foreman Jr. at the time was a public defender in Washington, D.C. during that time. And uh, now he's, uh, this book won the Pulitzer Prize. He's a professor at, law professor at Yale. Just a brilliant, brilliant guy. But he talks about, the book is about how the Democratic Party, including Senator Joe Biden, worked with the Congressional Black Caucus, all Democrats, and mayors and city councils all over America in in predominantly black cities like Los Angeles, like D.C., uh, like Detroit and Atlanta and others, that the Democratic Party, from the Senate to the president to to the black caucus to the city councils and mayors, really built mass incarceration. They designed it and built it. And James... James has a a compassionate premise in the book that I accept. I believe this premise. The premise is in cities across America, black leader, local black leaders from their local Congress people to their mayors and city councils were desperate to make the city safe. And because their cities had grown incredibly unsafe that they tried to incarcerate their way out of the problem and in doing created a modern day Frankenstein of mass incarceration where instead of hundreds of thousands of people being locked up in our country, which is the most we should ever have, that millions and millions of people 
end up being incarcerated. In fact, over 70 million Americans right now have a criminal record. 70 million. Staggering. More than any country in the history of the world. It's just bananas. And it was created in great part with the support of black leaders from city councils, mayors, congresspeople, all the way up. And if we don't accept that, we will repeat it. If we don't understand it, we will repeat it. And we are repeating it right now in cities all across the country. As you could imagine, the pandemic ravaged the American economy. Over 700,000 Americans have died from COVID. I, I can't even, the number is, I mean, we're still 1,500 people a day still die every single day of this thing. It's still ravaging us after 700,000 people have died. And it wrecked the economy. Millions of people were out of work. And you can see in many cities an uptick, let me be specific here, in certain types of crime. Now, in cities across America, some crimes are down. In many large cities, but specifically in Atlanta, the worst violent crimes, including murders, are up significantly. And it's a problem. And what we see is Atlanta is about to to repeat, in essence, the 2021 version of the crime bill. And cities are doing it all over the place. First, Atlanta elected two years ago a highly carceral, uh, a highly punitive district attorney uh, who is trying to overly incarcerate her way out of every problem that comes her way. And then after they do that, they are now about to elect a new mayor because Keisha Lance Bottom said, one term is enough for me. I'm going to go live my life and do my thing. Um, but after that, uh, they're electing a new mayor. And currently, former mayor, Kasim Reed, two-term mayor, Kasim Reed, who I know. And I, I don't want to say that we don't get along. <laughs> he is friends with almost every friend I have in Atlanta. And I, I, I'm, I've never been a big fan of Kasim Reed. I just haven't. And I, I'm, I'm always, I'm not really a big fan of his policies. And he was just endorsed by the police union in, in, his, in his race for his third term as mayor. A black who's who of Atlanta celebrities have all endorsed him, including every celebrity friend I have in Atlanta, who aren't so much into his policies, but 
they have access to him. And I've even had hard conversations with friends and said, like, why, what policies do you love that Kasim Reed brings, particularly as it pertains to public safety? And Kasim has gone full force saying, listen, we're going to hire more police, do more policing, and we're going to basically police our way out of our current problems. We're going to incarcerate our way out of our greatest problems right now. And the police union, which used to hate Kasim because he used to tinker with their money, they endorsed him. And the Atlanta NAACP did something they've never done. And in, in, the, in the civil rights bubble I live in, it's very juicy. In this civil rights bubble that I'm in, the Atlanta NAACP issued a rare statement that apparently in some way goes against national NAACP policy uh, saying, you vote for anybody, but don't vote for Kasim Reed. Don't vote for him. And they issued basically a short policy paper on why voters should not support Kasim Reed. I mean, it was a it was a controversial, risky thing to do. And the president of Atlanta's NAACP may lose his position as a result. And um, it's caused an uproar because the NAACP never minded. They said, hey, hey, we don't we don't get involved in political races. And other people in other NAACP chapters said, you never minded us calling out Trump. And, and so why is it that when our local leaders see someone they think is a problem, they can't call them out? And, and yet I understand that there are other people running who are also problematic. And so Kasim Reed, to me, ah. Uh, is the is the Joe he was a supporter of Joe Biden. Kasim Reed is the Joe Biden of options. Um and does it mean that everything about Kasim Reed would be awful? Of course not. Uh there are things that he did as mayor that I like, that that I approve of. It's not all bad, but because public safety is my thing. He is generally horrible on what this means. And what I see happening is black folk, in particular, black celebrities and others, not digging into policy and instead supporting the personality. And because you support the person or the personality, you are willing to turn your head to bad policy and not even really challenge the man on policy. But he's bad on public safety policy. Now, this I'll say in Kasim's defense, he is doing what I see leaders do all over the country. Violent crime in some places is up. And people are saying, 
Let's pour gas on the mass incarceration fire and incarcerate our way out of our worst problems. And what we found is it doesn't work because what really makes a neighborhood unsafe, what really makes a community and a city unsafe is way more complex than police departments really want to admit. I've got to run. I'm heading into a meeting that I'm almost late for. I've got so much more to say about this, but I see it. I see us repeating the 2021 version of the crime bill all over the place. We can't blame Joe Biden for it this time. It's happening on the city and county level, on the state level, all over the country. And it's being fueled by Democrats. Let's be real. Take care, everybody. Break it down. I'm Tiffany Hawkins. I'm Alan Boomer. And we are the Momentum Advisors. Every single week, we talk about wealth management, personal finance, and entrepreneurship. We are financial advisors by day. We're entrepreneurs by night. We're building wealth for ourselves, and we want to make sure that you understand how to build wealth in your own family. Tune in for shows like Is Your Money Racist, Retirement Savings, Investment 101. We literally run the gamut on all the things that you need to know about financial wealth, creating a legacy for your family, and really just wealth creation as a whole. What we find is that these conversations are happening, but they're not happening as much as they need to in diverse communities. And so we're bringing a new voice, a new amount of energy, and we want you to tune in. So we bring the tips, we bring the strategy, and we always bring the good news. So make sure you tune in every week to the Momentum Advisors. There's something for everyone. Momentum.